And welcome back to another episode of the Geeks and Terrence. me, your boy Eli, with good old Joe over here. Hey, how's it going? And we're here to talk about the most recent two episodes of What If? Episodes 6 and 7? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 8, 9, okay. And so let's get to it because we have really not much to talk about unless we want to add some other stuff in there too. A little sprinkles here and there. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. But uh, aside from, you know, what could be what if, because we're getting close to the end. And I think we're at least two episodes away from it coming to an end. So is there anything that you're, like, looking forward to? Uh, I get, in terms of, like, other what if, I mean, not really. Uh, I think I've, I've gone into this mm-hmm. uh, series very sort of uh, open-minded at, uh, at what stuff mm-hmm. uh, might happen. And what uh, various, I guess, takes they want to go down. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm guessing that's sort of the idea of what if. is just because, like, anything can happen. Right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's always interesting to see uh, the uh, the types of stories they try to make out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think with this episode, uh, this first episode we're going to talk about, it's uh, what if Killmonger saved Tony? Or, uh, you know, as I like to call it, what if Killmonger had a better plan? Yeah, yeah, because this is essentially uh, Killmonger uh, going uh, to... Uh, I think it, it starts out the same way how Iron Man 1 starts out. Tony's, beat for beat. Yeah, Tony Stark's uh, in, in Afghanistan. He gets attacked by the Ten Ring terrorists. But this time, uh, Killmonger shows up to help save him. So instead of getting captured by these terrorists, uh, Killmonger saves him. And Tony does not become Iron Man. Yeah, and to quote the the Watcher in this episode, he was basically saying, you know, in this universe, uh, a hero wasn't made, but a villain took an opportunity. Well, I'm paraphrasing, basically. Yeah, because through this, uh, Killmonger essentially uh, wants Tony's favor by exposing the the assassination plot by Obadiah Stane, because uh, he was the one that uh, you know orchestrated this whole attack that he could get control of Stark Industries, right? Uh, and through there, they sh- they start a budding relationship, uh, you know, becoming friends. But uh, Pepper is very sort of... Uh, does not trust Killmonger. Rightfully so. Yeah, because... It's like, he... he I, ha- I mean, I have some criticisms on the writing of this episode because I feel like it's... It seem it seems too easy at the same time. Like some stuff that happens is like too coincidental, mm-hmm. and it's 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 more of like okay, my head is scratching, but I I'm willing to believe that Tony will like look away from that because mm-hmm. the way we, we've known Tony to be, because Tony in the beginning is very much kind of an asshole. Yeah, like he just like whatever, dudes, whatever. Um, here it's like yeah, I'm starting to you would not question this, but I'm like oh wait, but then again like Tony would believe that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and basically, uh, Killmonger gets, I guess, uh, as like, I think one of the heads of Stark Industries, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like, head of security or whatever. Uh, and so Killmonger brings up this plan about, like, uh, how he wanted to make these sort of uh, unmanned drones he would call, like, liberators or whatever. Yeah. And Tony, you know, as a, as a, it's a, the payback. Uh, Killmonger helps him on the project, and it's basically he makes like a giant robot, 
Mm-hmm. Right. Like, granted, it's not super huge, but it's it's a pre- it's a it's a it's a it's a robot. It's it's a, it's, a, it's it's an unmanned mech. Yeah. However, they need a power source, and Killmonger shows off his little vibranium ring mm. given him by his father, and he ta- tells Tony that vibranium could we could use vibranium as a power source, and they sort of uh, realize that if this plan is to work, they need more vibranium. So Killmonger convinces Tony to. Uh, get some vibranium off of the black market from the Ulysses Claw. Mm-hmm. Pepper's like, I don't think it's a good idea to make a deal with the black market seller for this stuff. Right? <laughs> and uh, Tony essentially is like, don't worry about it. We'll just get Rhodey to do it, right? You know, it'll be all, like, fine, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's our, our U.S. Uh, military uh, guy, so, you know, he can help us out on this. Uh, so they go, Rhodey goes and meets to meet Claw. Claw shows off a Dormelange spear. However, uh, the, the, the little handoff is interrupted by a, you know, certain hero hero from Wakanda. Yeah, Black Panther shows up like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, T'Challa shows up to stop the, the deal because obviously Claw saw all this. And uh, T'Challa is essentially just uh, all in on trying to stop this. But uh, Killmonger is there. He takes out T'Challa. He kills him. Mm-hmm. And he also kills Rhodey to sort of clean the tracks because he planned this whole thing. Mm-hmm. He had Claw call in uh, the Black Panther to stop the deal. So that way mm-hmm. he can get rid of all loose ends and keep the vibranium. And Kimonger uh, uses this incident as sort of an international uh, incident between the U.S. and Wakanda. Uh, you know, like, the U.S. You know, is very upset that Wakandans have killed one, a soldier. Uh, Wakanda obviously, you know, does not like the U.S. being an imperialist nation or, or whatever, yeah. just extending their reach like that, trying to take, Wakanda, you know, vibranium stuff. And through that... Uh, uh, Killmonger tries to cheer Tony up with the vibranium. However, Tony is like, "Oh no, I figured this out. I figured your bullshit." Because thanks to Jarvis, uh, he Jarvis was able to pretty much pinpoint what exactly happened, and Tony is not happy. And Killmonger's like, "Oh, what are you gonna do? You gonna try to kill me? You gonna get pe- Pepper Potts to take me out?" Uh no. How about your fucking robot? Which he used uh, Killmonger's vibranium ring. And he powers his robot and uh, he attacks him. But Killmonger is able to uh, defeat the robot using the Dormelange spear. Kills Tony. And sort of sets it up as a Wakandan hit on Tony. Yep. And convinces the U.S. military to essentially force Stark Industries to mass produce these robots to invade Wakanda. Again, Pepper is very much not trusting of Killmonger. But... She has her hands tied. She can't do much. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Killmonger uh, goes with Yossi's call to the borders of Wakanda. He pretty much does the same thing he did in, in Black Panther. Yeah. Kills Claw, uses him as a sort of a tribute to like, hey, listen, I'm your, you know, I'm the son of the uh, prince's brother. Therefore, I have claim to the throne, blah, 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 blah. Although this time, T'Challa's father is still alive. Mm-hmm. Because remember, this is 2008. This is before the events of Civil War. Yes. Which is, if you didn't know that, it will be very jarring. A little bit. Especially because Cherie is here and she's like a little girl. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
So through that all, uh, Killmonger is able to at least convince T'Challa's father, hey, listen, all right, I know I might be a U.S. soldier and stuff, but I'm Wakandan. I'm Wakandan first, all right? Wakanda forever. Yeah, all right? And I'm here to help you out because the U.S. sent these vibranium drones, mm-hmm. and they are, they're on neural hive network through satellites and, you know, we got to take them out, but I, you know, we got to let them through the shields and then mm-hmm. cut off their supply and then we'll be able to take them out. Right. And, uh, Shuri is like sort of the main one that's like, how can we trust this outsider? We come on, dad, we can't possibly trust this outsider, but, uh, T'Chaka is like, no, he is, he's family. He's family. We, we try, we, we listen Vindizel to it. comes in and is like, he's family. <laughs> you don't, tr- you don't betray family. Like that. Yeah. Well, to be fair. He would, he would not like Killmonger because he's like, he killed his cousin. That's killing family. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. All right. I'm Dom. I'm going to take this guy out. He's killed family. Right? Yeah, that meme took way too... too that, that, that meme, that meme uh, uh, was overused way too fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that whole... You know, so the U.S. sends these robot drones. They have a big battle. Uh, at first, you know, the plan is successful, but Killmonger... Had active has a switch that reactivates them, and he's like, "Tony Stark must have done this." And Shuri's like, "Why? How would he? How would he possibly know that Wakanda would be able to do that?" Right? She's thinking yeah. in her head, and like Killmonger doesn't even give that much of an explanation. He's like, "That guy's always been a villain, right?" And it's like Shuri is like mainly just like, "Oh, this guy is full of shit." <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah, it's. I'll get to my issues with the writing as I pointed out earlier. Right. Yeah. Uh, basically, had this huge battle. Uh, Killmonger proves his sort of loyalty by saving. Ah, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, like Angela the Bassett's character, yeah. Yeah, her, her like the main uh, leader of the Dormage, right? The, you mean the mom, right? No, or, uh, uh, the other one. Oh, because I remember the mom. Like the mom, yeah. The mom also fights. She, yeah, she's a general. Yeah, she's the general. Um, Okoye. Okoye, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okoye, yeah. He saves Okoye. Oh, wow, I was blanking out the names for me. Yeah. Uh, and sort of proves his loyalty, and uh, sort of you know shares that you know shares the belief of his father to King T'Chaka, King T'Chaka being like, listen, it's time for us to you know liberate our people, right? Mm-hmm. And you know I think you know King T'Chaka sort of sees that way. He's like, you're right, my nephew, and you shall now take the powers and the mantle of the next Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, once they do that, they head to that spirit plane. Of the ancestors, and he sees T'Challa, and T'Challa's like, he's giving him the the, the the lesson, but he's not listening. Yeah, it's like, you did not earn this power; you have merely stolen it. Mm-hmm. And one day, it's gonna bite you in the ass. I paraphrase this because that's not what he said. That's definitely not what he said. That's not exactly what he said. That's not exactly what he said. It was more eloquent, yeah. but uh, it's like I ain't that eloquent. Yeah, and but. Uh, uh, Killmonger's like, no, right? You guys sat here isolated. I'm gonna free my people, liberate them, and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's not gonna end well, my cousin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, uh, the U.S. starts to uh, build up, ready to launch missiles at Wakanda to pretty much level it to hell. Mm-hmm. And Pepper's like, this is just too crazy. We gotta like, we we know. I like, you know, she's like, I I I know who's behind this. We have to stop him. Right, this is all a big misunderstanding, and for some strange reason, it's not explained. Uh, Cherie is in her office and is like, "Hey, what's up?" 
yeah, hi, how you doing? You know? Yeah, uh, I got the proof right here. Yeah, I have all the proof you need. It's like, no one wants to listen to me either. But let's, you know. No from... one wants to listen to the two competent women in the room. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, we got this. And the watcher sort of like has this sort of ending parallel, uh, you know, message of like, you know, heroes never truly die, right? Because those that are left that are inspired by them will continue their... Uh, mm. Which is yeah. a beautiful message. Uh, yeah. And we clearly know that uh, Watcher's now a Mercy Bane. No? I mean, I don't know. He uh, does never die. I mean, he didn't revive anybody. I, actually, I don't even think that's how it works anymore. I don't know. It's yeah. been forever since I've played all the Watch. But, uh, yeah, that's sort of where that episode ends. And, uh, I mean, I'll just let you handle this. Okay, so, I don't hate this episode, but this is... So, there's been a lot of complaints of... Uh, I've heard a lot of often complaints about the first episode being like, eh, it's just basically the same movie. Uh, just swap out Peggy Carter and Steve's roles. And, personally, I feel like that one made sense, though, considering the context of the story and where it was set in. And, of course, it would be play out just like the movie here most of your characters are being dumb <laughs> a little bit yeah it's and i don't know i've always i was never really big fans of like whenever i see like a strategist outmaneuver every possibility because he planned for every eventuality because i'm like but that makes no f- that, that, that's not fun <laughs> yeah that's that's like it's like you, you you can't be a perfect strategist for everything and everyone would quote stuff uh says like oh this this, and that you know say for example like batman like oh he's prepared for everything yeah because he has time to prepare for it when he's in a situation that he didn't plan for he figures out a way to get out of it yeah and well the reason i bring that all up is because my issue with with the writing is that there's clear evidence of like maybe we shouldn't really trust this guy but we just decided to turn a blind eye. Yeah. And I would understand. Like I said, for Tony, that's understandable. Yeah. Essentially, Killmonger saving Tony does not allow Tony to go through his character arc. Yeah. Right? That's understandable. Everyone else, I'm like, you, are you guys really just going to say, you're just going to like trust, especially for the Wakandan side. Like, are you really going to trust this guy? Because like, didn't because T'Chaka killed his brother because he was gonna do some stuff that he wasn't agreeing with. Yeah, and you think that he'd be okay coming back knowing that you killed his dad? Yeah, like that was going on in my mind the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah, especially like I don't know, like I think even Shuri was like, "Hey, um, that doesn't make any sense." But I was like, no, 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 no. We can trust him. He's family. Yeah, it's 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 it. It definitely seems like the 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 plot sort of try like sort of has to bend a bit just to like have Killmonger be do like have his plan go through actions and stuff. Mm. Right. He, he he's that. It's 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 one of those things where like I often see sometimes in writing where like they come up with a master strategist, and like he like I said earlier like they, they strategize for everything. They're like so tactical there they knew everything was a play out but then like i said that doesn't make any sense because if you t- if a strategist wouldn't be prepared for every single eventuality yeah there's always a random factor 
Yeah, and that's sort of a, what makes a good strategist, right? Yeah. When you throw the random factor in, how did they adapt to that? Yeah. Because, I don't know, I, 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 I often see that trope too, and it usually sometimes it's like, it's like an like the villain strategist. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've planned for everything, and then it's like, oh no, I've been killed. <laughs> How did, did that? Not, ha- I, I did not, not expect the power of friendship. I didn't. I did not expect this man to kill me. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, it's it's uh, yeah. I I definitely agree with that. And I mean, to be fair, I I guess like the uh, to, I guess to be a devil's advocate to your point, yeah. like at least him talking to T'Challa. Like there indicates that indicates that, like it's very much likely that Killmonger does not succeed by the end mm. of his whole like plan. Like it's still sort of bound to fail. Except, uh, while in Black Panther, it's very minimal, mm-hmm. right? They're able to stop all this stuff. Yeah, they stopped it early before it happened. Yeah, before they could send it out. Here, uh, it's very much that Wakanda will go to war with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And it's only through Pepper and Shuri they're able to stop them, stop Killmonger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that whole sort of stuff plays out. But I do agree with you, uh, with the, just to bring it back to the whole, like, how did Team Tuchaka not just, like, what, did he just assume that Killmonger just didn't know how his dad died? Or just forgave him? Yeah, like... I don't know. It's it's like I I know he, like I guess like the the only logical explanation why they're so trusting is just how they view America or whatever. Yeah. Like they they they're meant like they've uh, I guess been deceived to think that the Americans killed uh, T'Challa, mm-hmm. right? Not and it wasn't Killmonger. But I don't know. It's like when the little girl yeah in the room is calling bullshit. All right, it's like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> like, now, granted, this is a very intelligent little girl. <laughs> yeah, Cherie is super intelligent. She's like, you know, when we see her in Black Panther, she's already, she's already made all this crazy shit. All yeah. right, but still, it's like, come on, man. Come on, just. Uh, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not. I think this is a very solid episode, but there's just aspects like when you really start thinking about it, man, that makes no sense. Yeah, it's it's built on a delicate house of cards. However, you know, as soon as you notice that there's like a small inconsistency, inconsistency, it all it kind of starts to fall apart. Yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, at the same time, like it's it. I still say it's a very like I do think this. In my opinion, this is the weakest episode. But there's still some fun aspects. Like I like how they added like a little dash of like you know meta a meta joke with like. Killmonger saying he likes anime because Michael B. Jordan has stated he really likes anime, and fucking calling the making a note that the robot looks very Gundam like. Well, not Gundam Gundam like, but like that has a little like pointy fin, uh, V fins on there. Yeah, like Tony actually, you know, says like, well, if it doesn't work out, we'll get like a very large, expensive Gundam Gundam like kit or whatever. Which I laughed because like yeah, that makes sense. But, and, and like there's some cool moments with like within each character but like it just I don't know also uh, Don Cheadle is now officially the, the <laughs> taking, taking over Terrence Howard's role as as, as uh, Brody, and, Brody yeah this is the one time uh, we get to see uh, uh, Don Cheadle hanging out with the Iron Man 1 incarnations of all the cast. <laughs> Which, I, I mean, I don't know. I find that very funny. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, 
Uh, again, I think this is probably the weakest episode out of all of them because I, I didn't really... Um, it, it fell apart when she started realizing all that and, like, my, my kind of... I guess you can say my kind of bias with, like, stories with a hyper-intelligent you know, strategist that always comes out on top because I always feel like that's kind of, like, lame. Yeah. Because, like I said, if you... If not every strategy plans for everything. You know, there's that one random factor. I don't know. What are your thoughts on on this episode? No, I, I I would agree that this is the weakest, but it's I think for me it's more so of just like it just uh like it's not as interesting as the other ones in my opinion. Yeah, like the the setup is like. I get like this the the setup is neat but like where it goes is just not as interesting to me because it's just like oh this is all sort of uh you know yeah i feel like i said that's why i said like earlier like the complaints i feel that people have about the first episode because a lot of people have been telling like that's kind of like the the weakest one is would be the exact same stuff that i would say for this episode i don't know for me it's more sort of like i thought like in my brain because i knew there was we were going to get an episode about this topic like uh, Killmonger saving Tony Stark. I thought it'd be kind of interesting if, you know, Tony actually becomes a villain and uses mm. uh, the robots for Dude, evil. that's what I thought too. And, and Killmonger... Learning is, the error of his ways. Yeah, and it's like sort of actually becoming a good guy. Yeah. Right? Sort of, you know... Especially since like so many people really like the idea of Killmonger... Well, to bring him back, Killmonger, to bring back Killmonger and make him the new Black Panther because he was such a likable character. He was a he was a relatable villain mm-hmm. uh, for for a lot of people. Uh, and they want to see him do have that like look redemption arc. Yeah, so I you know I I definitely thought that they, they would probably do that in some way in this one because it's like oh the <laughs> oh no the uh, the consequences of my actions come to bear. Yeah, I have to do something about this. Well, it's time to be a good guy. Yeah, right. It's, it's not like within within episode four where the doc, with, with the old Doctor Strange where he had to learn a lesson. He did, he does not the lesson is learned here. Yeah, well, not yet. Not yet, because black uh, you know T'Challa is very much like uh, you know power is stolen will never uh, serve you. You will fail. Yeah. Right. But yeah, no, yeah. This is definitely the like, I think the weakest. I mean, there's still like fun bits. Yeah. You know, just seeing. Uh, the Wakandans fight giant robots is pretty freaking cool, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but besides, but but regardless, it, yeah, I I do agree. I do agree. It, it does feel like it's the weakest one. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, let's talk about the a very fun episode. <laughs> Which, funny enough, you would think with the premise, you would think this would be the weakest. What oh if. yeah, <laughs> like with the premise of this, what if you would think think it's the weakest one? But it it turns to be a very fun round. Yeah. No, I, I'll say this. I don't agree with the title because it makes no sense. Yeah, I guess. Because it's like, what if Thor... Was it Thor never had Loki as a brother? Yeah, th- what if Thor was an only child? And I get it. <laughs> That's just why I think it, 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 it needed a different title. Yeah, it's more like... <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess because to be fair, here it's like... Instead of Odin adopting Loki, he returns him to the Frost Giants... And sort of raises Thor as you know as an only mm. child, and without Loki being the trickster god mm. uh, to mess with Thor and get, let him be serious, let him like become like a bit of a serious dude. Mm. Uh, Thor Before is just, he lightens up by Ragnarok. Yeah, uh, Thor is just 
a party dude. He, like he is a straight himbo. Yeah, like he uh, instead of what happens in the events of the Thor movie, uh, where Thor is sent to Earth to learn a lesson, right? Classic he, story. He instead, uh, while his mother goes off on a little like vacation with her mm-hmm. girlfriends and stuff, and uh, Thor, some girl time. Yeah, and Odin goes into Odin's sleep. Uh, Thor, instead of I guess studying like his mom wants him to, he throws a party on Earth. Basically, have you ever seen those like '90s party movies or like like some, like anything like Ferris Bueller related? Uh, this is that. This is that episode. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would be like some like Project X that movie. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Project X. Project X is a little more. Uh, yeah, all right, but but still, it's it's just like well, it, the, the scope of it. I'll say that. I mean, yes, it's 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 a massive scope because he, uh, they just hang out in Las Vegas and it slowly turns into just a party around the earth. Yeah, because like everyone, because it starts off with Jane uh, Foster, who they did get Natalie Portman back to voice. Yeah, and uh, Kat Jennings also voices uh, what's her name? I forget. Uh, the, uh, I, I, I forget the, her name. The intern. It's yeah, the intern. Intern. yeah, the intern. Yeah, um, the And they're like, oh, there's an anomaly. There's like this, this, and that. And you see the Bifrost coming in, and everyone, and you, they make it seem like, oh no, it's an invasion. And Thor's giving like some very Asgardian speech, like it's like people of Midgar. Your life, you will, as you know, it will end because it's party time. Yeah, bitches, pass the beer around. Yeah, drinking beer from a never-ending cup. Woo! Exactly. It's just the most. It's just like, oh wow, this is gonna be a fun one. And pretty much like people from all over the the galaxy are hanging out. All, all nine realms. Yeah, you know, like uh, fucking. Uh, not the collector, his brother, uh, uh, the grandmaster. The grandmaster Jeff Goldman shows up. Like I do love a kick, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm he's, pr- he's DJing. Yeah, he's being the DJ too. Like everyone's just having a party, and how Jane- the duck is there? Yeah, uh, for, and Jane's sort of like, this is not what I was expecting, but I have to talk to Thor because her main issue is that the same energy reading she saw in like a, mm. a, a, a like a different star system and that star exploded she's so she's kind of worried that oh no all this partying will lead to the destruction of mm. the earth we gotta call shield but she talks to thor and thor is very much like hey oh you look at look at this little ipad thing did you make this yourself you're are you a genius you know you're really beautiful and it's just so, jane's like uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She starts twirling her hair. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know. It's like, so you know. Yeah, and it's just like in the first movie where they're just making googly eyes at each other. Yeah, and uh, meanwhile, Cat uh, Dennings. That's who it was, Cat Dennings. Yeah, that's the actor. What was her character name? I don't know. I forget her name. Isn't it like? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Okay, I, I feel like we said it earlier and we just fucked it up. Oh well. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, she, she, like she hangs out with uh, you know Howard, Howard the Duck you know, for a little bit. It's like, yeah, you want to get some uh, nachos? It's happy hour. It's like, fine, but this is not a date. All right, I'm just let's just see where it goes. And uh, and probably the most bizarre joke of the of the uh, episode, they get married. Because remember, they're in Vegas. They get they get hitched in Vegas, which I mean, yeah, like that is the funniest shit. Yeah. Um. Which is, like, a thing. Which, I mean, yeah, like, if you don't know Howard the Duck, he is definitely into human women. So, it's not, uh, it's not super crazy, but it's still very weird. <laughs> Do we want to watch the Howard the Duck movie today? Uh, no, because that's, like, 
that, that I've, I've heard of that movie is really really bad okay so remember when they do you remember when they first shut off Howard the Duck in like Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and how I reacted yeah it's like oh shit <laughs> what the fuck I was like oh I was like oh no yeah we're doing this again but you know Howard the Duck has been mainly just used as sort of like side comedy and stuff fair but, enough yeah yeah but who knows maybe he gets his own movie one day hopefully uh but yeah, this should also sign on Ellie, please. Um, so pretty much like the day after, you know, everybody's hungover for a little bit because of course they would be. Yeah, and Jane uh, gets a knock on the door. It's Shield with uh, acting uh, director Shield Maria Hill, mm. who explains that uh, Nick Fury tried to like get a word in with Thor, but he got uh, Korg. T- he got Korg just. Uh, Knocked him like super hard to the ground while he wanted to do a cannonball in like a Vegas uh, fountain or whatever. So now she's acting director and it's like, listen, you call us in for this and we got to stop this guy. And Jane's like, Thor, no, no, no. Thor's is like, he's, he's cool. No, he's he's fine. He's he's very beautiful, right? Like you don't have to worry about it. We, we look can... at his be- look at those beautiful blue eyes and that long flowing blonde hair. You know, it's like, <laughs> and you know, Maria is like. Uh, no, we got to stop this guy, all right? We need to figure out how to stop him, get him off our planet. And it's like, and you know, and they decide that there's only one person they can call on at the moment mm-hmm. because, again, there are no Avengers at the moment. No, no, this is pretty... Maybe Iron Man, but I doubt he'd be... This helped. is like, like maybe, but like, if anything, Iron Man's partying it up with Thor, right? Yeah, this is before Iron Man too. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, whoa, yeah, let's all hail these aliens, right? Awesome, right? He's just drinking as much as Thor right now. Yeah. So they decide that there's only one person to call in to stop this party. Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. So, you know, which, but before we get to that moment, but uh, get someone else decides to show up and hang out with Thor. Loki. As a giant frost giant. Yeah, he's a frost giant, remember? And he's like, for a second, it's like, oh, are they going to fight? And it's like, yeah, you're my brother from another mother. Yeah, brothers for life, Loki. Woo. Which is why I'm saying, like, man, that title was not. Because they're still kind of bros. Yeah, but, like, you know. They're like... not that kind of bros. They're not the kind of bros that are like, hey, man, I got you, bro. Yeah, Hope they're you. like, yo, what's up, man? Yeah, yeah. they're party hearted bros. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is when Captain Marvel shows up, and it's like, listen, you need to get off this planet, all right? Mm-hmm. Party's over. And Thor's like, no way, bro. The party's just begun, all right? Yeah, Stop being such a spoil sport. Stop being a party pooper. Yeah, and uh, Captain Marvel uh, is like, all right, then I guess I got to fight you now. And they do have, like, fights here and there. They're, mm. they're fighting all over the, the world. Uh, Thor and knocks man, up. Man, is it really animated? <laughs> yeah. Because there's a point where, like, they do some, like, Looney Tune shit. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, it's over-the-top Looney Tune shit, but it's more like, Oh, that's, that's, okay, so that's the UK, clearly, because it's a big sign that says UK. Yeah, yeah, that stuff, yeah. And, like, Thor knocks down all Stonehenge, and, you know, Captain Marvel's very angry. He's like, don't touch that. That's for, actually, I don't know what that's for, but don't touch it. <laughs> you would think he would know something, though. Yeah. Isn't Stonehenge supposed to be some Nordic thing or something? I don't know. No, it's, daily, it's definitely pagan, but it's, does, I'm pretty sure uh, if my knowledge on Stonehenge, because I am indeed a Stonehenge 
researcher and uh, scientist that has studied Stonehenge for at least 50 years. And you're not bullshitting us the whole time. No, I'm absolutely not. That Stonehenge was definitely made by pagan worshippers for, I don't know, maybe to go on a weed binge or something. Fucking ask an actual scientist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But regardless of that, you know, they keep having, like, fights until eventually... Thor is able to, like, uh, sort of best Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Pops the hammer on top of her, and it's like, you need a timeout. Because that's what a party pooper needs. And everybody starts start pointing at it. It's like, party pooper. Party. And, I don't know why. There, isn't there, like, a like a SpongeBob episode? It's like, party pooper or something like that. No, I don't know. No, I don't think so. But, uh, yeah. And Rhea Hill's like, what the hell? How did you not beat this guy? Nick Fury told me you're, like, the strongest one ever. And it's like, yeah. But, like, I don't want to blow up, like, a city trying to stop this dude. No, so, just screw that city. It's France. Who cares? It's like, no, 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 no. no. We need yeah, to figure no, no, something no. out. We like the French. All right? Yeah. Like, a listen. lot of beautiful art there. Yeah. All right? The Louvre. Have you seen the Louvre? It's gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, so they, ha- they sort of essentially decide that the only safe way is to get him in an isolated spot, like, you know, the desert or Siberia, which mm-hmm. they sort of decide on. Oh, and there's, like, I guess a funny sort of joke going on with Kat Dennings being like, just, you know, just blow up one of the Dakotas. No one's going to know. <laughs> it's like, one Dakota would know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, which one is it? North, south? South is the one that's on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, if you're not into Kat Dennings' uh, kind of comedy, then that might not be. Because uh, I, I was laughing at first, and I'm like, okay, just stop. Yeah, and meanwhile, Jane gets a call from Thor, and he's like, hey, I, you know, I really miss you, like. Where you've been, all right? It's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, we'll call you back, all right? You know, it's like, it's like oh my god, they're they're teenagers. Yeah, and Riel is sort of done with Jane stuff, being like, no, we we can have, we we can find a diplomatic way of handling this, and it's like, you know what? I have a better idea. <laughs> Just drops them back out of Vegas. Howard's like, oh, look at who's come back, calling back to me, right? It's my wife. Yeah, it's like <laughs> my wife. Not now, Howard. And they realize, you know, it's like. Uh, there's probably only one way to figure it out. Uh, she tries to call Thor again, mm-hmm. but she gets Loki this time. And Loki fucks up. Yeah, he drops the phone because he's a frost giant. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh. Right? And as there's, like, uh, the partying keeps going on, fucking Surtur shows up. Tries to <laughs> that, was hit. The best, that was the best joke. Yeah, her, Surtur tries to hit on the fucking Statue of Liberty and melts her arm off, and he's like, uh, he just runs off, destroys some power lines, trying to fucking do like the uh, the limbo, the limbo, right? It's like, hey, hello, can I go? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, no, it's literally like I said, it's a literal party movie. Yeah, and it's you know, it's uh, it's very funny, and uh, from like at least from uh, Jane now knowing that there is a Loki, it's like, wait a minute, if there's a Thor and there's a Loki, and there has to be an Odin, a Frigg. And a Heimdall rounding around, right? Mm-hmm. If we just call Thor's mom Frigg, she can sort this all out, right? Because, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. So they managed to, uh, with the help of Saigar, who's off screen, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, uh, the like, what is it, Swedish scientist from the first movie? Yeah. Right? That dude. Uh, they're able to generate some power to contact Heimdall. And, you know, Heimdall teleports Jane, and it's like, hey, listen. I gotta talk to Frigg. <laughs> and then she talks to Frigg. You get he te- teleported to Frigg while she's, you know, hanging out with you know all her friends, like, uh who are you? It's like, hey listen, it's about Thor, alright? And meanwhile, uh 
as Thor's about to do this awesome trick on top of the uh, Sydney Opera House, which I find very funny. Because Chris uh, Hemsworth is Australian. Yeah. He's like, yo, let me slide on this giant pointy thing. And it's like, I don't know. You know, it, personally, I feel like, and we'll get this in a little bit later, I feel like this iteration of Thor is just Chris Hemsworth with godly powers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just Chris Hemsworth being himself sometimes here, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel swoops in and pretty much just drags him all the way to Siberia and sort of gives him an ultimatum of like, listen, off this planet or I'm blowing your ass off. And just in case, Maria Hill's like, arm the nukes. It's like, are you serious? It's like, listen, like, is she, if, like, why are we arming the nukes for? Like, you know, Colton's like, why are we arming the nukes? Just in case Captain Marvel gets distracted by a cat or something, right? Because she does not, like, trust carol enough to finish the job essentially yeah so it's like fuck it i'm gonna blow a mope up right it's like <laughs> it's like yeah but what's gonna happen to captain marvel ah she'll be fine and just before captain marvel is able to hit him just before the nukes about to be launched frig shows up because jane had explained hey listen um thor's doing stuff on earth and i kind of need your help so Frey checks up like thor what are you doing? And it's like, uh, I'm studying, mother. Like, you told me to. With a polar bear in the background. And it's like, really? Because I could have sworn someone named Jane told me you were on Earth. And it's like, Jane ran me out? I mean, uh, yeah, I'm on Earth. You know, it's um, a cultural exchange going on. And it's like, really? Well, I guess I, guess I can come check by, right? Right? And it's like, uh... And Captain Marvel was just, like, watching this go down. It's like... She's just snickering to herself. And, uh... Because it's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, because essentially, uh... It's like... Uh, it's because, cause, like... They, for them, he Thor was, like, a threat. And I was like, oh, he's a fucking teenage kid. Yeah, oh, he's just a kid who's just, like, wanted to have a party. Mm. Right? And even, like... They, they're like, should we still fire the nukes? Like, and Maria was like... No, nah. I think I think everything's gonna solve itself by now, which I think it was uh who was it, Rumlow right? Yeah, it's like damn it, we never got the fire to nukes. <laughs> so that's that's, that's his Hydra's talking. That's the Hydra talking in them, yeah. So Thor's like pleading the Captain Marvel, like listen, you gotta help me. My mom's gonna kill me. It's like, gee, I would, but you know, I got places to be. You know, just, uh, I, I suggest you start from the corners and just go from there. And it's like, wait, corners? This is a spear! <laughs> Which is like the best line in the movie. Yeah. So he, Thor tries to convince Loki, dude, you gotta help me. We gotta fix this stuff up. Frigg's coming, she's gonna kill me. And it's like, uh, that sounds like your problem, dude. She's your mom, not mine. <laughs> and I was like, ah, there it is. Yeah, it's like, so Thor's trying to get everybody to like leave, but also help him clean up everything. And everybody's like, ah, screw you, Thor. Screw you. It's like, then he, you know, uses all his godly power to just be like, listen to me, everyone. Frigg's coming and we're all fucked. And she like finds out what we've done. So everyone pitches in, even Surtur faces the Statue of Liberty. It's like, yeah. And I love my favorite my favorite joke of that, of that whole like like cleanup or because like it's it's Thor trying to like scrub his name off a wall. Yeah, he they even fixed the Leaning Tower of Pisa, which you know it's the Leaning Tower of Pisa, so, so it's, it's supposed, supposed to be leaning. It's supposed to be leaning, right? So by the time Frigg shows up, you know he's just at a fucking chalkboard. Everybody's just sort of sitting down, it's like, 
Oh, hello, mother. <laughs> I told you we were just uh, studying. doing studying and culture exchange and stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. Right? And she's like, oh, really? That's interesting. And then Captain Marvel decides to show up. It's like, hey, listen, here's all that stuff you wanted on this pad. You know, all the NPR, PBS podcast stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah, call you next week to get you more stuff. It's like, thank you. <laughs> it's like, all right, fine. Ready to go home for? Yeah, sure. Let me just one grab my hammer. And the hammer comes back with just some underwear and like all this graffiti on it. Party like, stuff, yeah. yeah, it's like, fuck. <laughs> You're like, mother, I can explain. <laughs> but by the end of the episode, uh, Thor returns to Earth to check on Jane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he asks her out on a date. Mm-hmm. You know, so... This is what I mean. Like it feels like a '90s like, like movie, like coming of age movie. Or like, yeah, let's have the the big epic party at my house. And it's like, oh no, everything's gone to shit. My parents are coming. We gotta fix everything. And you know, they learn a life lesson about responsibility, right? Yeah. And you know, the watch is like, you know, and they lived happily ever after. Wait, what? <laughs> Cause like apparently, um. Some shit's going down. Yeah, because it turns out as Thor's about to leave, a fucking portal opens up with Ultron robots and Ultron in the body of Vision. But maybe, maybe we. I mean, it might be Vision. It might be Ultron in Vision's body. We don't know. But all we know is it's a robot with all six Infinity Stones about to brawl. <laughs> and even the Watcher's like, "Wait, what the? F- what? What? I thought the story was over. <laughs> the script said it's over." But- why is the animation still going? <laughs> yeah. And that's where the episode ends. And I'm like, that was a pretty good end. Yeah, because it seems to me that a lot of, like, I guess a lot of the more lighthearted what-if stories, like uh, the, the T'Challa being Star-Lord one, like, they end yeah, on a... Harder. Yeah, they end on a happy note. Uh, but then it's like, psych, plot twist, everyone's gonna die. <laughs> Or, yeah, because, like, the past few episodes, like, starting all the way from, like, I see Doctor Strange, like, it all ends pretty bad. Yeah, so this one is, you know, it's a nice change, but it's, oh, it's very lighthearted, you know, it's, like, a lot of fun jokes. Oh, my God, because we, we just saw so many characters die in the last few episodes, you know, like, all the Avengers died in episode three. Yeah, The yeah. world was destroyed because of Doctor Strange. Yeah, And yeah. then... What was the last episode? Killmonger, Killmonger. about to start an international war. World War Three. Yeah, yes. yeah. And uh, here it's like, oh, nice party. Yeah, sweet. Everything ends nice and tight. Fucking in Infinity Stones, robots coming in. You know, about to conquer this Earth and stuff. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, I don't know. It's just like sometimes it feels like. Oh, yeah, right. This is supposed to be, like, a crazy timeline, right? Yeah. Let's just add that in there. Because, I guess, I for me, like, I think the only, I guess, like, the only, it's it's a very sort of, uh, wait, what kind of ending? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the only way to explain it, at least to, like, try to, like, make it make sense, would be to be, like, this is probably Ultron or Vision turned evil. Which, I mean, if we recall from Age of Ultron, Vision was supposed to be, like, a body that Ultron was going to occupy, right? Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine that this Ultron, this might be an evil Vision or it's Ultron in Vision's body uh, going probably back in time and stuff in order to gather the Infinity Stones. Because as you, because uh, I, I think I talked to you about it uh, earlier, 
that like I could kind of see that because Thor was a party dude and held this huge party on Earth and got everybody distracted there, this version of Ultron or whatever was able to at least gather like the last remaining stones on Asgard, right? Because the yeah. ether was there, which is reality stone, right? And with Thor gone, Frigg gone, uh, the only person there was Heimdall, I'm pretty sure, because Odin was in Odin's sleep, mm. and, you know, he can't do anything. You know, Ultron probably just walked in, took the reality stone, and it was like, final piece of the puzzle, now I'm going to conquer Earth. Yeah, my thing is, it's probably a Vision and or Ultron that's just got all the vicinity stones and just is traversing through the multiverse. Just conquering everything? Yeah. Because, I mean, not to say that... I'm not going to say that it happened in the comics, but, like, the the comic version of the Age of Ultron story is very much like... Yeah, yeah Ultron took over everything. Yeah, so, you know, I can kind of see that being part of the case, but... Yeah, it's always like... There's also this, like, this thought I have, because... And it goes back to something that we talked about in the previous episode, where that they... Because for the most part, whenever we saw the Watcher, he was, like, in this sort of outline, like, silhouette of, like, stars and galaxies and planets. Mm-hmm. Very reminiscent of uh, Eternity from the comics. And in, in the Infinity Gauntlet book, Thanos took over as Eternity, right? He uh, went inside him, yeah. There was a bit of a merge, I believe, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what he's doing, and that's how he's able to perceive all these realities. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, like, that, that, that's my thought, because that was my original thought process with the Watchers, that he's channeling through um, Eternity to see all these different... That's why he was in that silhouette. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I guess it fell apart because later on we saw him, you know, as looking like the Watcher. Yeah, I, I think especially in this episode, like he—he's probably—he looks the most normal. Yeah, like he just looks like a you know a bald dude just watching, right? Not like part of the celestial background and stuff. Mm. I mean, obviously, I think I think ever since the Doctor Strange episode, we've seen like his full regular. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like that's, form. When, that's when it, I feel like it started falling apart. Yeah, uh, my theory, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm still kind of right. I don't know, but it's a really interesting uh, thing that they're doing with this. But it also goes back to why I kind I don't I hope it's not what I think it is where we are seeing the the first you know interference of the Watcher because mm-hmm. I don't know I, I, my my thought was like you know save him to like you know Fantastic Four when he when we finally get a proper introduction to Galactus mm-hmm. or maybe you know it could still work because it's the first time he's interacting with the with the movies mm-hmm. I mean I guess it could work I don't know I'll wait to see but uh, aside from that I don't know what do you think of this episode. No, I mean, I liked it. I it, it, Like I think I said earlier, um, this seemed to be like the episode with the least potential mm-hmm. just from the title alone and just from like, you know, it's like, oh, it's just a party thing. But no, it, it turns out to be like, a, it, it takes its concept and does uh, a lot of good with it. Mm. I mean, for me, it's like, uh, it's like I, I feel like the title should have been something different because like, it, it makes you think of something completely different. Like, oh, like, he'd be more stuck up or he'd be more, like, you know, this, this. But I guess this is technically correct for Thor, considering how Loki was always the one that was tricking him, making him be, like, very defensive. Mm-hmm. But, and, you know, as he got to know people, he got to, like, be more relaxed. But, I mean, I guess this is, this, this is right. I don't know. I'm probably just talking out of my ass. <laughs> but anyway, but I did enjoy this episode because it was a lot of fun. Like, seeing... um. Howard the Duck again and seeing all this fun stuff going on. 
Um, and yeah, I'm totally uh, down to see what else happens. Do you have anything else to say? Um, no, I think uh, I'm kind of excited for the the next two episodes. Okay, I don't know if the next two episodes are going to be back to back because I heard it might be a two parter. Hmm. So there's that. If it's two parter and they're doing a double, we might have to pack next week. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Uh, anyways, guys, thanks for checking us out. If you are want to know where you can follow us, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Historians. We are most active on Instagram, and of course, uh, there's a link on our Instagram page to all the podcast sites that we are officially part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pandora, and such. Also, a link to our YouTube for all the audio listeners out there that want to put a face to the voice. That's where we are, and if you're on the YouTube. You know how it goes. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Also, a link to our Patreon for you guys to support us any more way, in any way you can. And yeah, that's it. That's uh, what if episode six and seven. And you know, what if it's been pretty good? Yeah. Like I feel like everyone has their favorites and everyone has their like least favorites. Like I know some people didn't like the the T'Challa episode. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess the, the Killmonger one was my least favorite. And, but yeah, but I mean, we all can, everyone can agree episode four was the best. Yeah. Doctor Strange, Evil Strange. Anyways, guys, you have a good one. It's me being your boy, Eli. It's been me, Joe. You guys have a good one. Peace.